Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Palermo Stone. If you were one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now, this week on the show, we have my friends Drew and John, aka Gene, from Gene the Werewolf. For those of you who don't know Gene the Werewolf, they're a rock and roll band from Pittsburgh, PA. And Drew and John are two awesome dudes who have both been involved in a ton of different bands throughout the years and who to this day are keeping the ball rolling with their musical endeavors and creativity, artistic expression, what have you, with Gene the Werewolf, which is what we're getting into today. You know, I like talking with people who have been active for as long as these two have been because you really get the full spectrum of what it's like being an independent musician and how much shit has just changed over the past decade, for better and worse, (laughs) in regards to things like promoting yourself, recording your albums, just getting people to come out to shows, and, you know, riding the wave, rolling with the punches, and like I already said, keeping the ball rolling. Gene the Werewolf has a new album coming out called The Loner, and they're having a release show for it, conveniently, this Friday, June 17th, 2016. It's gonna be at the Altar Bar down in the Strip District. You got uh, Millie's playing with them. Walkney is also playing with them. Doors are at 7. Show's at 8. Tickets are 12 in advance. 15 at the door. It's all ages. Everyone who comes receives a physical copy of the CD for free. And I I love when bands do that. That's a really fucking good idea. And it's going to be a good time. There's a link in the episode description. Check it out. And if you can't make it to the show or you just happen to be listening to this episode after June 17th, 2016, go and find The Loner online. Check it out. See another show that Gene the Werewolf is playing coming up. It's 2016. There's a wealth of information at your fucking fingertips. Utilize your goddamn resources, people. And yeah, while we're talking about utilizing resources, I got to tell you a little bit about myself before we, uh, get into today's episode. If you are new to me and new to the show in general, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at The Real Sykes. There's a Facebook page for the podcast, which if you go to your little Facebook search bar, type in Start the Beat, hit the like button, stay up to date with what I'm doing. If you listen to your podcasts on iTunes or Google Play. I, I don't even know if I'm actually don't even know if I'm on Google Play. That could be a lie. But I'm definitely on iTunes. So go to your search bar on iTunes, type in start the beat, subscribe to the podcast, rate, review it, all that good stuff. And last but certainly not least, Start the Beat is part of the Epicast family, which you can learn all about at epicastnetwork.com. So much information, 
so little time. Actually, that's not true. I could I could talk to you for as long as I want. This intro could be three hours long for all I care, but that'd probably be a bad idea because you're not here for me. You're here to sit down with Drew and John, a.k.a. Gene, from Gene the Werewolf. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat! I'll figure it out. Cool. I don't do any sort of like, hey, I'm sitting here with fucking John and Drew, Gene the Werewolf. What's <laughs> up, like, motherfuckers? Uh, you kind of like do something like that on your own at the beginning. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Which anybody listening to this has already heard that. So now we're just talking <laughs> about it. Cool. I wonder how. Am I close enough? Yeah, that's fine. Right, cool. Yeah, just. I, I mean, like, anywhere in this range will be fine. Okay, cool. Just don't do like one of these. Right, 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 right. It happens sometimes, and then I don't catch people doing it. If yeah. Nick, if Nick saw you hold that mic like that right now, he'd make so much fun of you. This is how you why when, when 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 he holds when he holds mics live, like <laughs> I don't do he John sings for uh, which is actually kind of cool. John sings for Reb Beach Project, which is the guitar player from Winger and White Snake. Okay, yeah. okay, which is it's. It's awesome. I, I think you like it more than it, you would yeah. lead on, yeah. <laughs> but he, I'll catch you holding the mic like this sometimes. I don't hold it. I always go on a stand. I'm all, it's always on the stand. I go like that. <laughs> like I do a power stance. Yeah. I'm too afraid to pick that mic up and walk off on my, on my own. Like, because then I'm like, hey. <laughs> in, in in our band, he hides behind the the guitar. The guitar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've noticed that sometimes when I see artists who play guitar and then there's like that song where they don't have the guitar and then they try to take the mic off the stand they never look right some people are really good at that i mean say you know well the thing is is i'm not a very athletic person no so it's kind of like i can't be like david lee roth and be doing like kick well that's a high yeah that's a high goal like yeah all right i'm just really i have real tall legs and i'm just like I bend. I can't bend over that well. His, you know, his so knee. Like, well, we always, I'm, not, I'm not flexible. When we play live, it looks like someone cemented his knees up. <laughs> okay. Like his, he doesn't bend his legs. <laughs> Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein walk. That's cool. Cement uh, cinder block feet. Yeah. The um. So Drew had mentioned to me that like both of you have played in a number of different projects throughout the years, mm-hmm. and now what you're doing is something that's different than stuff that you've done in previous projects sure and i guess i kind of want to start this conversation with like did you have an interest in like passion for like 80s rock (laughs) like late 70s 80s rock like the kind of stuff you guys are doing like did you have that in you or was that something that you found later in life no it was definitely something it's kind of ironic because it was definitely something that i grew up on like before i got into the whole punk or the you know I, i i've been in my punk bands i've been in my hardcore bands yeah I grew up on hair metal and sure. uh, and 70 like anywhere from like the Beatles and then to the 70s stuff maybe like um like ACDC or um or Thin Lizzy or something like that but and my cousins who used to babysit me when I was like in elementary school they were all they were both in junior high and they were all about like hair metal and they had the big frizzy hair 
And I can remember watching MTV with them at my house and thinking, this is fucking awesome. Like, yeah. Like just poison and Cinderella and stuff. Totally. So that's the kind of stuff. That was I the always, point. Yeah. Larger than life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was what I loved. And then I think what happens is, is like when the older you grow up, like um, by the time I was 18 or 19, like that kind of music was gone already. Oh, yeah. And it was so like I was like, oh, I don't know, I'll join a punk band. And then. My one friend years later was like, hey, we should start playing hardcore music, you know? So then I was always in these bands that I didn't really, I loved that kind of music. I like, I like punk music. I like some heavy shit too. But like my real passion was always what I grew up on, okay. which was like the classics. And I think when we formed this band, um, after I left Punchline, I, I said, uh, I said, you know what? I just want to play music that I really, I, that's what I really listen to. Like when I'm riding in my car, I mean, on our way over here today, we were listening to the Stones. Sure. And like, so I wasn't listening to the Misfits or anything. You know, <laughs> but you like, do do that too. I, I do do that. Yeah. yeah. But it. I just think this is really your jam. It is. This is what I love, and I yeah. think because of that, it's been for us the most successful too. So. Yeah, I could tell. Like, I uh, Drew sent me the album, and I was listening to it, and I was just like. This sounds like music coming from people that really fucking want right. to do this. Exactly. Like exactly. it's so like yeah. tight. Like I could tell you have like a really good understanding oh, cool. of writing yeah. those types of songs. Yeah. And you know, the funny th to add to that is, is I've definitely been in those bands, the punk bands and the hardcore bands. And I can remember, you know, when people review, they're like, you guys sound like posers or you guys are, no, you guys aren't <laughs> punk. But realistically, I mean, when we play the music we're playing now, we get a lot of people saying that like, you know, oh, you guys we could tell that you that's the real deal you they don't know, call really. us posers though right yeah. <laughs> you guys are posers guys are i don't posers. think anyone says that about like a, a band that plays rock music yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like be weird yeah who are you posing <laughs> yeah, after i guess like, like it could it could be you could be posing after everyone would have to be yeah. right oh well, well i mean be can, hilarious to be caught out on that though yeah i mean po everybody's poser. posing after something yeah. if you want to look at it like that yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's all been done before. I mean, we one thing in this band, we've never claimed to be original. We've never claimed to be like, hey, we started this scene. I mean, we play music that we've basically... Been <laughs> the the new band. groundbreaking sounds of right. Gene the Werewolf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to get that, that's for sure. Exactly, so, yeah. So, like, I'm pretty similar to you in the sense that I grew up around a ton of hair metal. Mm -hmm. My parents were super, super young when they had me, like, what, 17, you oh, know? Cool. So, like... Oh, you were living and breathing. Oh, hair yeah, metal. yeah. My, 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 my dad was in the, like, Maiden and Megadeth. And oh, my sweet. mom was, like, the Poison Cinderella. Oh, okay, you know, cool. like. Yeah. Oh, what a, yeah, what a balance. I grew up. I loved all that yeah. shit. But then, like, the same thing happened. You know, yeah. like, Green Day happened. Exactly. And I was, like, 10 years old, yeah, like, yeah. when Dookie came out. And it's, yeah. like, impossible not to like that yeah. if you're 10 yeah. years oh, old. I love that stuff. But then, like, yeah. yeah. So, like, I guess the question I'm getting at is, like, where was that point maybe, like, where you. Was there. Did you abandon <clears throat> listening to, like any of that kind of stuff and then rediscover it like holy shit i forgot that i like this stuff so much or was it always kind of there in the background um no it's it's always kind of been there like in other words on my phone right now i i have like once honest to god one song will be the misfits and then the very next song will be like fats domino sure <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like <laughs> I, I listen to it all but uh my my guilty pleasure and i won't lie and it's so funny because my one buddy at home always says to me He's like, it's so funny the stuff of music, the kind of music you actually listen to, but like, and, and then the band you play in. I have a guilty pleasure for seventies light rock, and I'm and I, when I when, when I mean light rock, I mean like Seals and Crofts, or like uh, 
England Dan and John Ford Coley. Jeez, <laughs> love all that stuff. Dentist office music. Yeah, it really is. I that, I love it. And but um, but then again, like I love ACDC and I love uh, uh, Boston and you know, like I love all those bands. You know, the the classic seventies. Um, I mean, it's important. I think anybody yeah. that is genuinely yeah. a creative person that genuinely loves music, yeah. loves music. They exactly. like fucking everything, exactly. you know. Like, yeah, I'll I, listen to fucking Pig Destroyer, and then I'll yeah. listen to Bjork, then I'll listen to Otis Redding, like sure. whatever in the sure. same half hour. I don't give a fuck. Well, especially yeah. in the 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 Misfits era where Danzig was the singer. Yeah, they were terrible. They were one of the worst <laughs> bands I've ever heard in my life. But I fucking loved them. Well, there's something I, about I, it. Yeah, I I loved them. And um, you could listen to them. And right now, as I listen to them, I, I actually will always think to myself, like, if I heard this band today for the first time, I'd be like, ugh. yeah. But, you know, like, but now, I mean, I loved I grew up on that stuff and uh, I like it all. man. Well, they were know. tastemakers at that time. So I think that's what makes them so cool. Yeah. Sometimes about like that, <laughs> sometimes know, that aesthetic transcends talent. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. like I was like, yeah. I was listening to Corn today at work, and I was like, I can't <laughs> believe this band got as big as they did. Yeah, this yeah. is this music is ridiculous. Right. Who liked this? And yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh wait, I liked this when I was fucking twelve. Yeah, I right. love this right. shit. Right. That was a real. I was thinking about, I was thinking about questions that you may ask. <laughs> I was okay, like, trying to figure out how I would explain myself, kind of in the same timeline that he just did. And I remember just like, nineteen ninety seven to like. 1999 was just horrible for me like yeah. and i don't say that i i mean i would buy i had a limp, a limp biscuit album i know. had it um, oh yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i i had that stuff but i remember just like not real like having that just because like was that something that like your peers had yeah, and you're yeah just it was just trying like, to figure out what you like i was super into music from like my, music was so important at my house so like we listened to my dad was dve and and my mom was um, you know, Michael Jackson and Prince, uh huh, R.I.P. Yeah. yeah, um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and things like that. So, like, I always had kind of a, a healthy balance too of like, there's this world, there's this world, and then like, I grew up on all that stuff that uh, you know, John kind of just talked about DVE world, and then I remember like getting super into Metallica and stuff like that, and that carried into like, I I even celebrate Load and Reload and things like that, and then nineteen ninety seven happened. <laughs> yeah, I like those records. Yeah, but then nineteen ninety seven happened, and even though some of the like my favorite, like I'm not gonna lie and say I was listening to Outcome the Wolves at that time, and you know Punk and Drublick, but those are a little prior to ninety seven, but like. I was just, I didn't discover that world yet. And I didn't like Green Day when that first happened, despite what you two said. Oh, I loved them. And um, <laughs> I just didn't like music for a while. And it was so weird. What, like, what, what were you into then? Wrestling. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, like WWF wrestling? Yeah, WWF okay. and, um, and ECW and WCW. I, I liked wrestling a lot during that time. And uh, was that like a... Like Sting, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, Diesel, yeah. All I liked all good. that stuff at that, yeah. at that time, and I just didn't have anything to like. And then yeah. I remember kind of like being like eighth grade, and like people started like showing me punk rock, and I'm like, now this is awesome. Like I can, I could get into this. I kind of like refound myself liking music again. But I remember just a couple of years where Corn and Limp Biscuit, and uh, <laughs> what was the Butterfly Band? 
Um, sing that song crazy town crazy Crazy town Town. yeah Yeah, like (laughs) i hated music then there's still a space in my brain that remembers that shit yeah yeah Yeah. see that that was the janko style time that that era music with to me was kind of like kind of funny i think that like the whole that even like in tv film music culture in general i think was trying to rediscover itself yeah, yeah, yeah. in that time period yeah. there's so much weirdness yeah. around there if you go back and yeah. check out stuff that happened around then but like the 90s are coming back i can tell like there's now 90s nights at like local clubs and things like that but like i think i feel like that's more like third eye blind 90s well, I think that's because, not you know, the biscuit 90s kids that are turning 21 22 23 now right that's what the 80s were to us right. when we turned 21 you right, know right, it's that's right. that's just a generational thing yeah yeah well, funny thing is is on my way up here today uh i had on my song on my phone like i never listen to the radio like i listen to the dv at work but then like when i'm in my car it's just always what i have and uh that one song by collective soul came on shine <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can remember being in high school and I hated that song. I like that, that song. That song has <laughs> the worst fake drum sounds yeah. in the world. Yeah. Well, I hated it. In high, I, hated I own it in that school, record. But when it, when it came on in my car, I liked it a lot because it reminded me of high school. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like, yeah. Not my music is dev, like you learn to appreciate a lot of things because of that. You know, it's kind of like the. Every Day is a Winding Road by Sheryl Crow. Mm. That's one of my least favorite songs ever. (laughs) But now when I hear it, I like remember really funny conversations I've had with people about how much we hate that song. And now I kind of like like that song when it comes (laughs) on. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's incredible. (laughs) I always hated that one song that was. uh, um, Oh, I hate the song. If you could only see the way. <laughs> Who sings uh, that? I don't even know. Tonic? Yeah, yeah I think, I think right. it's Tonic, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a bad song. Asia. I like that little guitar lead in it, though. That. I never liked that song. Asia and I were having breakfast the other day, and a song came on, and I said, who sings this? And I, th- I think the answer was Duncan Sheik. Oh, barely breathing. Yeah. Oh, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I said, how do you remember that? It's my wife. I said, how do you remember that? And she's just like, I don't know. I just, I I know that one. Yeah. Yeah, It's a a good good song. song. I have that on my phone. (laughs) It's a. That's a good like karaoke banger. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying that's a good song. Like I, I like the song, but like I don't. I don't. I haven't heard it in ten years. <laughs> I heard well, it that's well. That's Burgers how you know Bagels. it's a good song. Yeah. You can hear like not hear a song for a really long time. Yeah. yeah. Hear a few notes of it, and you're like, "Holy shit! I remember this. It's stuck in my head." Yeah. yeah like yeah. that's that song was that's probably the genetics of a good song. Yeah. That song was probably ninety-seven, maybe. Yeah. The lyrics are really, really good in that song. <laughs> that was during my dark era. Mm. <laughs> that song was out. I remember the first time that I like consciously re- realized that. I remembered the words to a song mm-hmm. was uh that one Lisa Loeb song uh stay yeah it's yeah, a, a good song, song. Yeah, and really I was like song. really really young and <laughs> yeah. I remember like it was on and I remember that I hadn't heard it in a while yeah, but yeah. being like I remember this and that's yeah. crazy that I remember this she's hot too she had those little librarian glasses too <laughs> I like how Drew has on right now <laughs> I know I know what you're talking about yeah no, she's yeah. gorgeous yeah so like with all of this like deep-rooted love for 
the classics. Mm-hmm. How do the both of you feel about like modern production and music and the way music is today? Especially like being a band that's like maintaining a classic sound. Like what is like recording like for you guys? Like how was recording the album and did you do everything live or did you succumb to some like drum replacement modern technologies yeah, auto tunes things like that like well i mean i think what people here's the thing with my uh my opinion on auto tune uh-huh. um i think people um i think that term has become too uh common in today's world because now when you think of auto tune the abuse think of like t-pain yeah sure like someone that can't sing and they're making him sing but for a band to sit here and tell you they don't go in the studio or they go in the studio and they don't use auto tune. It's bullshit because yeah, what we do is we kind of, you know, while our band, I mean, not to flip my own boat here, but you know, I, I know I could sing, but yeah, there's auto tunes on certain parts where maybe it could, the note could have just been a little bit better. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, I think the, it's really, really cool to have modern day technology. I mean, back that's why, like, I think everyone gets a lot of credit to bands back in the day because, like, there was literally, hey, man, uh, time is money here. You yeah. Know I mean, like, it's kind of like if you don't get it right within the first two takes, you're pretty much going to have to. Yeah, listen it. to some. So we're I think we're very fortunate to have that today. And I've never been one to complain about the recording process. But when someone abuses the recording process, like I said, like when you take someone like Kanye West or like. Uh, or T-Pain or someone who can't sing really, but then they're able to sing because they have this. Then to me, I think that's kind of stupid. Sure. Um, but um, I've always, always been one to say, you know, a good song is a good song. I don't care if it's rap. I don't care if it's country. I don't care if it's bluegrass or rock and roll or whatever. I think if it's a good song, I like it. You know what I mean? So um, we've always done the, uh, we've always all three Gene the Werewolf records were made pretty slick as far as production goes. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, sometimes I wonder. I mean, we're all into that tight production, high high end production value. But sometimes I wonder, like, if we. I think that people think shittier production is cool. So I wonder if we made like a bad sounding record, what we would be I like. Think that but, depends on music. I think so too. Um, you know example would be with my metal band we recorded our album and we tracked everything live yeah Yeah. you know so we're like yeah we're a fucking metal band but we can fucking play so we're not gonna do sound replace drums we're not gonna quantize shit we're not gonna fix the guitars we're not gonna do like plugins like so we like mic'd amps it's all mic drums and there's no vocal layers it's all one track i'm not like layering screams to make it sound tougher and shit right but as a result, to people, the normal person, people have said like, "Oh, this sounds kind of cheap," because yeah. they're so used to that overproduced Man, modern was metal really sound. Honest with you, yeah. Well, <laughs> Your I mean, band sounds cheap. Well, I mean, that's the I thing. Wish somebody just would like, say that to us. You know, I wish that like no, that's. I mean, like that's, and I get it. Because to me, it's I like, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, I think Greywalker sounds a lot like Darkest Hour, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're definitely uh, a Darkest Hour worship band no yeah, we it, don't nobody's gonna deny it. it's awesome though <laughs> well, thank you yeah but uh so what was i gonna get at oh just like production with what people's ears are used to hearing yeah. you know and the stuff that you're doing you're kind of like it's funny because like the 80s like hair rock glam rock era that's kind of when production started to take a swing yes. yeah. in rock music right, right you know right, right. 
Yeah. You don't have like those sick electronic tom yeah. sounds, but well, you know what? Like in my, and this is my opinion. I think that like the old school rock and roll, like kind of like from the fifties, like like Chuck Berry mm -hmm. or like those people like that. That I, part of what made that unique is the production because back then uh, the quality was not that good. But if you listen to it today, the reason why it doesn't sound good also makes it sound good. Do you know what I mean? It makes like, it sound cool. Yeah, it sounds really vintage and like and. I, you know, I think a lot of indie bands today are kind of taking that route. In other words, like if you're an indie band, you know, the mo more lo-fi or the more old and vintage it sounds. Oh, sure. That, and I, I get that totally. Yeah. But I think us as someone, you know, who um, plays rock and roll, especially influenced by the 70s and 80s, there wasn't that vintage recording sound. It was all kind of like. Yeah, I think and, that like, you know, like yeah. the, the, the music's like. You yeah. know, it's like it's like dick swinging music. Yeah, you know, right, you right. want to fucking be like <laughs> it's cock rock, like a huge like a production, like yeah, yeah. fucking look at this. Yeah, right. You know, right. you don't want to be like right indie rock. Typically, isn't like look at this. Yeah, it's exactly. like it's like hey, yeah, look at this. Yeah, yeah right. I, you know, yeah, and I appreciate that too. My one buddy's wife said to me one time, she goes, "Why don't you just record your album yourself?" I'm like, "Well, we're not that kind of band." Like, I totally get what you're saying, but like. We're not the kind of band to make an indie recording because we're not an indie band. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like we gotta, we want our recording to sound big and like kind of like like you've heard this in an arena somewhere. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, the production value on this record though is different than the other two, yeah. and we talked about that at the beginning. Like Sean McDonald made this record here locally in Pittsburgh, and have beer. the other two records that we made were done with this guy Jamie Wolford. What bands was Jamie in? Stereo, stereo the, if they're fueled by ramen acts. okay so jamie kind of made like a like a tighter pop punk gear sounding yeah you know what um i listened production. through i listened through the new album today on the band camp and mm -hmm. the few songs that were available from the other two yeah as well and i did notice like the one thing that really struck me because i listened to everything backwards yeah and then there was like the song that you had from what i guess was the first album and it had like that synth in it yeah i was like whoa like oh, i was yeah. just not expecting yeah. it it definitely kind of had like a much more yeah like we wanted to get a, we wanted to have a little bit more uh bite i guess well, on yeah, this I'm, record it's funny like, i was thinking like i was thinking like 2009 and like what was big then i'm like thinking of that synth and i'm thinking of rock and i'm like well, like Head Automatica was a thing then, and yeah, like, yeah. and then if you had, you said the guy from Fueled by Ramen, yeah, that was like working with you guys. Point. Like, I think those, like, okay, this makes yeah. sense. No, I think one of the main things about the first album that we had was all those songs that are on that album were kind of written before we were a band. Basically, what had happened was is we we were all in other bands together, and this band was originally just going to start off as just like a like a project kind of like hey i'm gonna i'm gonna record a few songs and then maybe put them out and not really play shows or anything like that yeah yeah so i kind of was just doing whatever i thought um like i had in the back of my mind if we did play out live what was everybody in the band and, you know my last band i had a keyboard player so i i wrote parts for him you know but um but <laughs> i yeah. need to work aaron into this <laughs> <laughs> but now it's just kind of like um <clears throat> When you have when you hear the keyboard and the new songs, it's not really synthesizer. It's more or less piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More like kind of, um, but yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, 
my taste i mean i can't picture writing another song or another album like light me up um our first record yeah our, which is our first record um not that I'd say that I don't think there's some good songs on there, but I, I think that like, I don't know. It's weird to say, like, I think maybe this, that first album was kind of like us just doing something. It's whereas the, like the second album we had was more of who we were. And then started. The third, yeah. yeah. Then well, this yeah. album here. I think that's what happens with most bands, yeah. especially, you know, when you grow as a musician, mm-hmm. you grow just as a person. Yeah. You, want to do different things and then like there's always like the elements of like what the listeners attracted to like right. you know stuff people like this kind of stuff and nobody's really reacting to this so it's kind of yeah. like well i want to make stuff that people are going to listen to but also what i like and it right. just it continues to right we don't change. care about the listener at all <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly though i mean i kind of say that jokingly um because of course we try and create craft good songs that we find appealing and catchy and oh yeah i think we're definitely a band that still kind of gets off on the dude that's a hit (laughs) like at least we'll say that in our own circle you know but we'll never write the the songs i didn't mean to cut you off i'll I'll keep i'll keep you you first (laughs) well i was just saying we we never i we never write songs with the intent of saying um Maybe they'll play this on the radio. Or it's funny because our first. But when they're album, done, we say like, "Yeah, that was ex- the one." Exactly. Yeah. So when they're done, we're like, "Oh, that could be the song on the radio," you know. But our first album, like I said, when we wrote our first album, I, I'll full fledged admit I wanted I wrote every single one of those songs with the intention of trying to get it on the radio, and it didn't happen. <laughs> but then the funny thing is, is we went and wrote our next album, and we we were just like, you know what? Let's just I'm just gonna write whatever the hell I want. I don't even care about radio. And then we ended up getting a song on the radio. So it was kind of like, that's how it worked out. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was weird. um, So we're going to try the same approach with this album too and see if, um, you know, if someone likes it enough to put it on the radio, that's awesome. If not, then I'll go home and cry. I mean, I think the the biggest battle is just like you never know what people want to listen to, Mm -hmm. what they want to hear. The songs are good. You know, they have really, really strong hooks and good structure. And I'm a total like snob when it comes to song structure i hear you and like that's the thing is like i can like always recognize good parts and good musicianship and songs but i still need a song to be a fucking song right and you guys write songs so yeah Yeah, we're definitely good on you for that yeah yeah Yeah, we're definitely i mean i think our band is kind of we're not the kind of band where um they we have like hey let's Let's do this here, and then right here we could change it up and do something complete. You know, we I, I like to follow a format just because you know that's like I said that's what I was that's what I was raised on. I was listening to radio classic rock. You know what I mean? And when it comes to indie stuff, and I have nothing against anything that anyone else wants to write, but it's just uh, I never really got into. I I've def, I was in a band one time where we put out an album, and uh, I can remember we used to try just so many experimental things on the songs. And I remember getting the album when I was done. I'm like, I don't even want to listen to this. And yeah. it's me. You know oh, what I mean? It's the so worst. It's, it's terrible. I think I've a lot of musicians go through that phase yeah. where you're trying to challenge yourself and your, your talent level. Mm-hmm. Um, working in the metal bands, I yeah. deal with that a lot. And guitar players that are like, 
well, this part's too easy to play. Mm. And then they're trying to overcomplicate yeah, it. Like, let's yeah. add a sweep or something in here. And it's like, God damn it. Yeah. I don't, if it's easy to play, good. Yeah, yeah. That means you can play it. It's, yeah, right. The part just needs to be good. Yeah, right. exactly. That's all that matters. Exactly. Like, people overthink stuff too yeah. much. Well, you know, like the song on our album, we have now, right? The Loner. Uh -huh. uh, it's the title track. And I think that song is so straightforward and so easy to play. And in my opinion, I, in my own opinion, I think if I were to pick my favorite song on the album, that would be it. And it's just so straightforward and not nothing different about, you know, no crazy parts. No, it's just it's what it is. That's, well, that, it, that's the thing. A song is about the full picture. It's not yeah. like, OK, like that song has a really easy guitar part yeah. and, you know, a simple drum part and a basic vocal melody. But all together, it makes something really, really nice. Right. 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 You know, it's right. like what like macaroni and cheese like yeah, that shit is simple good. but exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. no i agree i, I agree yeah, totally man for you guys now gene the werewolf playing the type of music that you do do you have a hard time like at least in the beginning was it hard finding shows people uh, to play with things like that oh uh, that's this is my world okay, and it is miserable it's so hard it's so hard we're booking a CD release show right now for this album, and uh, album release show, CD release show. I don't even know what it is at this point. MP3 release show, compact disc. Um, <laughs> but dude, finding bands to play with this band that makes sense yeah. is such a challenge. Sure, I like, believe it. That's why I no to one ask. else, no one else does what it is that we do. So it's just like finding locals that like get it or like want to like i always say like this band has no friends like in other bands because we never play with anybody <laughs> it's always just like it is such such a challenge yeah like i a, can relate with you know my rap stuff that i do right because it's like that. i do hip-hop stuff but i have a band and it's like well it's not really hip-hop and it's not rock and we're not rap rock right so i mean over the years i've made friends and people get it yeah, but like trying to get shows out of town. Yeah, whew, yeah, it's, it's yeah. so hard because people yeah. are like, no I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Right, yeah. and it's like I'll play with whoever. I don't care. They're like, well, this isn't gonna make sense. And it's yeah. like, right. well, it will make sense. Right. Yeah. It's like I we try to like fit in with anybody else because it's like, yeah, yeah, I play a good live show, and yeah. that's all that really matters. Well, I mean, we, we would, we feel the same way, and we all have clearly had to, um, you know, just play if we're gonna play with locals, like. It's not gonna. It's not gonna completely fit or make sense, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe just like we like to play with other bands that maybe like bring some sort of energy in, like um, like a party atmosphere type of thing. So like, sure. if you have people who want to go out and have a good time, and that's your fan base, like the bastard bearded Irishman guys, like we we like to play with them because their fan base likes to drink, <laughs> and like. Our fan base likes to drink, mm. so it kind of works. There you go. Um, yeah, like when we played, we played the winery, and this was so funny. Um, we did this like Halloween show at the winery, and uh, Tim, who owns the winery, said to me at the end that they have never sold that much alcohol at a show, and uh, <laughs> I he said <laughs> he's like, dude, you could tell like the DVE crowd was here because he's like, you guys probably play a lot of like beer and shot type of establishments. He said people were coming up to 
the bar and just ordering an entire bottle of wine for themselves, <laughs> uncorking it, and then just drinking it like it was a bottle of beer. <laughs> he's like, we've never had that happen here. And he's like, I sold so many bottles to just individuals tonight, you know? Yeah. Good. So, so if somebody, like, if, if another crowd can, uh, has a, has a, uh, a clientele that caters to drinking, then it kind of makes sense. But we have to look for things like that because no one's playing, you know, rock and roll. And the other cool advantage that you guys have is like, you know, you mentioned to me before at the last thing that like you did the thing with, was it Brett Michaels or something? You get to play like probably these a little bit more like, bigger events like things like that that yeah because no other can, lo- no other local band really <laughs> has the opportunity to play those well the thing that i always tell people is i'm finally opening up for the bands that i fell in love with when i was 12 <laughs> yeah <laughs> like just, if i would have been if i when i was 12 years old if i would have known we were opening up for winger or uh or boston or uh Blue Oyster Cult, I would be like, no way, man. Like, now it's happening. You know, it's kind of yeah, So that's crazy. pretty cool that, yeah. like, you're able to tap into that market and yeah, kind of, right. like, yeah. get the, uh, maybe get, like, some sort of dibs on those sort of events. Because yeah. I don't know how often you try to play locally. I imagine yeah, it's not, probably not much not very often, because right. you look like smart people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, the reason we, <laughs> we, all, we all have come to – well. Well, we would love nothing more than to do music full-time. I mean, the harsh reality of it right now is is that the music industry, in my opinion, is kind of – it's it's a tough market. I mean, it's kind of like there's no such thing anymore. It happens to a select few people, but there's no such thing anymore as being a uh, – I should say longevity. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you always hear these bands that are big right now, but where are they five years ago or five years from now? You know what I mean? Um so it's just so hard to um, play and then then not do it for what we – so that's why we play sporadically because when we when we play, we like to have a good turnout. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So we're not one of those bands that plays every weekend because then what happens, it's kind of like, oh, well, I just saw them last weekend and I could miss this weekend. And then what happens is the shows become smaller and smaller. Yeah. And not to say that the reason why we play music is to play in front of a lot of people, but I'll be honest with you, if – I spend my Saturday night at a bar playing in front of 20 people. I'm not oh, happy. Sure. It's, it's kind of boring to me. I just, yeah. it just sucks. I, There's no greater feeling than getting on stage and playing into a hundred, some maybe 900 people. It's, yeah. You know, it's only because you don't play all the time. You know? Yeah. I would much rather play every other month to sure. a couple hundred kids than yes. playing every weekend to yeah. 20 kids. Yeah, yeah, totally. But I still play shows every weekend because mm-hmm. I'm, Silly. You look like a dumb person. Dos. I am a dumb person. <laughs> I am pretty dumb. I'm actually uh, the past couple shows that I did do were pretty poorly attended. Oh, had me man. feeling some type of way, but it's fine. I think like, it's a little bit easier for me to do it because like I'll play like rap shows, but I'll like be like I won't tell the band to come. Yeah. If I like, it's like well, it's just me. Well, yeah. And I'm not the... doing anything else on this night. Right. I can I can waste my time. I always feel bad wasting the other guy's time. Well, the thing is, is though, is like as a musician though. Me personally, I, I would not mind hey playing a show in front of 30 people one night just because it's something to do. And I love playing music. But um, like for this album we just released, we spent so much time and so much money on it and, and just trying to get it as good as we can. And then to go and play every weekend and have less and less people, it's just like yeah. it doesn't make sense to me. It's just kind of um, – I. We give our albums away for free. I don't know if we're doing it with this album or not, but like our last album, 
we gave away completely free. And it was only, and people would say, I don't understand how you do that. And, and honestly, I, we told people that I am sick and tired of working and busting my ass on writing an album I think is really, really good for someone to tell me they can't listen to it because they don't have enough money. Yo, yeah. And it's just like, and for us to think that we're going to make money off of our album to begin with, it's kind of, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, yeah. I I just put out an album with my rap stuff last September and like I I whole nine yards. I did vinyl, tapes, CDs, the mm. whole the whole shebang of sure. thing. And I mean, it, I, it's moving. Yeah. But you know, there's part of me that's like, you know, maybe I should just put this up on MP3. Sure. Like, what difference does it really make? Yeah. Well, it's like, well, this is the way I wanted to present. I wanted right. the album to be like this. Right. I wanted to do it, so I did it. And it's slick too. I saw well, saw what you've put into that. It's very um, nice. And must have cost a small fortune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually read this really awesome quote today. I found this French record label that releases a bunch of weird Japanese electronic music because I was off on in a black hole. But they had this quote on their page, like talking about how they're just three people from France that put out music that they want to do and they're not looking to make a lot of money. And like they were like money isn't gonna last forever but this music will yeah right and it was like wow yeah, yeah cool. you'll have that record for the rest of your life yeah and it's yeah. awesome so you it's know? like that, that's kind of like it that's how i feel about putting out the stuff it's yeah. like well fuck it like if i wouldn't have spent the money on that record what would right. i spend it on you know exactly like, beer beer food you know shelves yeah <laughs> some dumb shit you know yeah, like eBay. Yeah. whatever yeah. it, it would have been spent on something so yeah, yeah. Oh, I think we feel the same way, and that's why we make quality-sounding records, you know, that are, you know, radio-ready. I, I don't think you would show anyone our record. and Like, sometimes, if I still show it to somebody who isn't, uh, like, a colleague at work or, like, a distant family member or something, like, oh, yeah, this is my band. They're like, dude, it sounds like a real band. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you expected it to sound like, but, you know. You want people to feel that way about what what it is that you've created. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the fall of Troy, they just put out an album for free. Yeah, um, yeah, they just they have it on their website. They're like, if you want to support us, we right. made we made vinyl, and you know you could come to a show. But if you just want to download it, it's for free. Right. Thanks for yeah. keeping us as an active band all these years. And that's how like we gave away that. You know, it's still kind of up in the air what we're gonna do with this with this record. Um, but giving away the last record for free was important because I felt like it was a way at the time to like on that sophomore album to like keep people interested in the band because the music was good and, and for them to have it and, and kind of live with it for a while and like come back to shows, you know? Yeah. And I think that has helped people become familiar with our, our band and our music and, people be like, well, I actually like those songs. I own the record. I listen to it and they're playing tonight for the first time in six months. I'll go to that, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like that's, that was important at that, at that time, you know? Yeah. And longevity is in a band, like coming into this record, our third, I've never been in a band that's made three records. Um, first off, it's hard to kind of keep, have you had the like, same lineup the whole time? We have. Yeah. yeah. It's been the cool. exact same. Yeah, that's, yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. We've definitely had some points in our band where we're just kind of like, ah, you know, you argue, but 
Oh, it's a relationship. Hardly. Of course it is. Yeah. Hard <laughs> human like, relationships like are when, when I say a motherfucker. Argue, it, it's different in the sense of like. Oh, people, I've been in bands where we used to want to kill one another. This no, no, band no, no, has been no, 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 so no. cool. We're we're a very sar- <laughs> we're very sarcastic with each other. Everyone's very mean like, to each other. Oh yeah, we. But it's in all. It's like it's a ama- it's amazing that we have all the people in the band that agree like that follow that same formula because. I always figure. I always think to myself, if someone in this band would quit, and we'd have to replace them with someone else, they wouldn't. They wouldn't last because all we do is just rip on each other all the time. Right. Yeah, you know, I think that's really honestly the same way Greywalker is because yeah, yeah. we were all in other bands mm. that just kind of fell apart, and finally, it kind of like it became like all the people that gave a shit finally got together, yeah, yeah. and it's like, why didn't we do this five yeah. years ago? You yeah. know, fuck, yeah. like Tim. <laughs> Tim will always come up to me and go, you, you fat fuck. You're a fucking, <laughs> fucking, fucking loser. Uh-huh. Or, and then I'll say to Drew, I'll be like, like you you can't play the guitar on this one part. You suck. You know, yeah. and then, like, we we'll just did that to, on Tuesday night. Yeah, we'll say we'll say to Tim, you know, just Tim, you bald motherfucker. You know, it's like, but we all we we all expect it. You know what I mean? Like that's so if someone else would come in off the street and, and see, be like, dude, you guys are mean. Like, yeah. but we, it's just. Uh, I remember I joined these guys like I just kind of knew them at arm's length and then I asked to like it's Mm -hmm. funny actually how I joined the band Um, I was in Clearview Kills at the time and uh, we John actually went with Clearview to um, Chicago because we were showcasing for victory private private showcase sorry about that yeah (laughs) and uh, (laughs) yeah so we were in a a 10 hour I don't I think you just can't kind of came yeah i just wanted to go i was like i'll go yeah so you just kind of came to hang out and it was like getting late and we were still driving or whatever and john was like i just made these demos uh, at at my house like do you want to hear them and like a couple of us were still awake and we listened to them and i remember thinking to myself like the band that he just played me is so much better than the band that I'm with right now <laughs> to go showcase at, at, at victory records that like, I'm an idiot. And like, this isn't going to this, like it was kind of like an epiphany. Like this isn't going to work for me because this guy who's just coming to hang out. That's currently not in any bands at all. Just made this thing in his bedroom yeah. that I felt like it was like so much better than anything I've ever been in. <laughs> so then like fast forward a year yeah. that ended and the clear view ended and they started making like better sounding demos and things like that. And uh, I remember like, I didn't know you guys so much. So to the extent that I think I messaged you on MySpace <laughs> and was like, my my i think nick like could you imagine nick like answering fan mail at this point (laughs) (laughs) nick like he's totally disconnected he's our drummer but like at the time (laughs) at the time he i think he like answered me and uh he was the one that you yeah yeah and i was like hey man like i would like to play guitar and in this band like are you gonna be a band what even is this and He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I guess or whatever. Here, here's like three or four songs to learn. You can come down. We practice in my attic. It was like your oh. room here. Uh-huh. And like we like, I like learned these songs and like went and like played electric guitar probably without an amp. <laughs> like with these guys to like join their band. I just yeah. remember being like, we like were demoing and stuff at the time. Yeah. Like they'd send me like little tests. Like 
we like need like a solo or riff here can you think of something and like were you a solo guy no no i'm not a, i'm not very good at guitar and uh <laughs> and like just like all these like little things and i i think eventually just because like i was able to be mean with everybody and like kind of fit in and like i think i know the ba- the business better than any of them but okay. like they're like yeah sure i guess you could be in the band and then well, I ended up in it. To add to that, when when Tim, our our bass player, when we were in our old, I, w- I used to be in a band called the Berlin Project, and when we were looking for a bass player, our, our bass player had quit, and we were looking for a bass player, and Tim showed up, and he's like, "Yeah, I'd like to try out," and he wasn't very good. Like he wasn't like he was like, eh, "It's okay, you know, whatever," but he was an absolute dickhead. And I remember thinking, it's a good thing. Like this is the guy in our band right now. Like this is. So I, I came to Nick. I, I was like, Nick. He goes, Nick goes to me. He goes, How was how was that kid? I was like, Ah, he was okay. He's not really. I said, Yeah, but I said he's really like us a lot. So he came to practice, and I remember he came to practice for the first time, and we all just got along. And then Tim was like, <laughs> Tim was like beating up John, <laughs> like the guy who started the band, you know. And Nick was like, Physically, yeah. He's like, he's in the band. <laughs> it's just like, that, you know, it's like, it didn't matter. You played bass averagely, but they keep succumbing to bad musicians because they're like able to deal with, <laughs> with being mean to one another or fighting in a friendly way. Of course. Yeah. Well, I imagine everybody's learned the stuff and gotten better as time has yeah, yeah. gone on. Yeah. I, I think of us now, like, it's funny speaking back to like longevity, the band now does fractions of the amount of people that it used to like if we headline we'll do 300 people 350 people back then when we weren't that good but had the momentum of being like a fresh new band that people were like oh that's good um and people would want to come check it out we we're we we're selling out diesel yeah we sold out diesel it was like 650 our... people by ourselves yeah. like this doesn't even make sense to me at this point on our cd release show for our first album we played at diesel in Southside. When that was like the spot, yeah, sold it out. And I, I remember thinking, we did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. we put our second album out, and we played at Alter Bar, and it did like three hundred and fifty people. I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And this album, but you're getting <laughs> better as a band. Yeah. yeah. I find that people just like things that are new and fresh. Yeah. yeah right. You know, right. I will run into somebody out and about mm. who I haven't seen in like a year or so. Mm. Or like, oh, like, hey, what's up? Are you still doing music stuff? Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, it's a bummer. We're friends on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, do you not paying attention? Like, exactly. I'm doing stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, like there was somebody that was like, oh, like, yeah, I heard you have a live band now. I'm like, yeah, I've had one for two years. Yeah. <laughs> but like, the people were so kind of like in their own things yeah, and right. kind of just like, you know, somebody saw Gene the Werewolf at Diesel and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I saw Gene the Werewolf. That's mm-hmm. it. And then, like, that, that's it. You know, right. three yeah, years right, later, right. like, yeah, I remember that show. That yeah. was sweet. But they're just, everybody's caught up in their other shit. Yeah. yeah I and think- I get, I mean, being a guy, you know, getting older or whatever. When was the last local show you went to? 2006. Uh, well, it's probably another thing that's really hard for yeah. Gene the Werewolf is that your music doesn't necessarily appeal to a younger demographic, oh, like yeah. the people who want to come out to shows. Correct. Yeah. You know, we what, say that all the yeah. time. And like, you, you know what the thing is, is to, and, and Trust me, I could I could give you probably a three day speech on what I'm about to say, but I, I, I'm kind of <laughs> sort of, uh, I think one of the problems with today is you know a lot of the young kids are exposed to music at a at a late age, and what I mean by that is um, 
you know, when I first got into music, it was like really young. I was like third grade, second grade. Oh, yeah. Loved it. You know what I mean? I grew up on that stuff and I wanted to play that stuff. There's a lot of people out there today that specifically like a band just because of the style that evolves from that kind of well, scene. That's you know what I mean? fair. I don't think it's fair at all. Because yes, it is. No, because then what happens is, is like you become really judgmental to the people who don't dress like you dress. Well, and I think that it's kind of like it's not. If if I would have known way back in the day that in order to be a big rock star, then realistically I just could have just had to get a six pack like six pack abs. You know what I mean? It's kind of like then maybe I would have done that instead. But well, you know. I mean, like, you're talking about, like, that's kind of going back to, I mentioned this earlier, like, aesthetics being more important than talent. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that's where something like the Misfits come into play. Like, people like that aesthetic, that punk aesthetic. They don't care what the music really is. It's about the image. And it's like, well, do you really want to cater to those fucking people? Are those the people that you want to, like, listen to your music? Right, right. No, it's just, to me, it's... uh... Like I said, we're the kind of band that like people appreciate the music for. I mean, it's not like we dress ultra cool or like you know. I have like on five year old Sockanies so- 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 right now. <laughs> it's like, I do not dress cool, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, but I think for um, I-, I think the people that do like us like us because of the music and it's a lot of the DVE crowd and like yeah, a lot I, of older. I think uh, it's fair that people can like whatever the hell they like. Sure. And as a matter of fact. We pay homage to a type of music that isn't popular right. with younger people. Right. So I, I mean, I don't expect fourteen and fifteen year old people to be like, "I'm going to see that band tonight." Right. That 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 wouldn't yeah. happen at all. The thing that kind of drives me crazy with us is so three years ago, DVE puts a song in the rotation and it plays as much as Led Zeppelin on DVE. I mean, we were getting our Foo Fighters. You know, we we would get spin sheets every week and it would be like gene the werewolf 15 spins foo fighters 13 spins like we were sometimes the top the top, top one, yeah. one and it's like okay we're the top band on the top listened to station in pittsburgh as far as demographic and numbers are concerned why why did our show on this our release show on this album do 300 people mm. And it would be crazy because I would be in parkway traffic leaving my job and I'd be sitting with people with their windows down and our song would be on the radio (laughs) and they're listening to that song on the radio. And that person isn't coming to our show. How do you get that person to come to your show? Or one time I rode in a cab with somebody and the cab driver said... You told me the story, yeah. Like I told him I'm in Gene the Werewolf. The song was on the radio. We were sitting in the car together and... He'd be like, I know that. I know this band. That's crazy. You're riding in my cab. Um, it's situations like that all the time. My sister one time took a video of a guy eating an MTO at Sheets in his car, listening to Gene the Werewolf on DVE. <laughs> why isn't that? That, that should have been a music video. Why isn't that guy at our show? Um, but it's just that that guy got his ass beat being a plumber every single day that week, and it's Friday, yeah. and he has two kids and he's miserable and he goes home and drinks yeah, yeah. he's not coming to altar bar to check out live music <laughs> yeah, I, that, Honey, that i'm night. going to altar bar today. Yeah. i know i know people who are our age that like music and listen to music but for whatever reason they just don't go to shows right that's me 
They just don't. You know, it's like <laughs> he's I bitching, a, but he's the guy that doesn't go to anything. I had a, a an acquaintance of mine tell me once that, like, yeah, like, like, hey, like, come check out my band, and he was like, well, I don't really like going to shows because bands never sound as good as they do on album. Yeah. Dude, live music's fantastic. I yeah. hate. I, I, I don't like, want to hear people know say that. what shows you've been going yeah. to, but you should come out to a show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even if it's the, like that, I could see why somebody would say that. But it's like, anytime I do get out, which is a rarity this at this point, I usually go see like nostalgia type of things for me. Like, sure, where I'm gonna go drink a bunch of beers and me and my friends or me and my wife or whatever gonna like just have a great time, but. That's what I'm going out to. I'm going to see things I liked in middle school, high school, and getting down to it. Yeah. I don't go to a whole lot of new stuff, but when I'm there, it's like if you could just soak into like two or three beers and watch this band you love from that era play, and it's just like you feel yeah. so good. It's just like you're wearing the Guns N' Roses shirt. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming. Well, my gut's coming. Right? We, we, we bought tickets <laughs> oh, to that, yeah, actually, which oh, I'm, I'm not it's surprised. A, it's a strange thing, actually. How, I I, that's the thing. Is like I saw you wearing that shirt. It's like we have to bring up Guns N' Roses yeah. at some point. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a strange thing that the whole thing is weird. It's just like I it just came out like, of nowhere. See it, you know. You know. When I, I think the reason why I really, really want to go. It's not that I was the hugest Guns N' Roses fan, but when I was, when I was in junior high, Guns N' Roses were like the Beatles. I mean, sure. they they came out and it was like, oh my god, like what is this? And I grew up with Guns N' Roses. You know what I mean? Like that was my era. Like. When they first came out till I was like 17, Guns N' Roses was like the shit. You know what I mean? So, and I'd never saw them live before. And then they did this reunion concert. I'm like, I'm going. I'm 100% going. You know what I mean? Well, I won't sit here and tell you that I love every song by them. But I can't name a band who I do like every song by. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're going to play 25 songs and 19 of them are going to be like big, big Mm -hmm. singles. You know, like. I just think that it's I kept when I kept seeing the billboards flashing around the city, I'm like, where is this band going to play? Mm. Like, they're not gonna be out at Star Lake, but like that's probably like the venue that I could see like that amount of people going to it. I felt like Heinzfield was too big and PNC doesn't do a lot. And console would kind of be like, I don't know. Where is the show? It's at Heinz Field, okay. which is yeah. massive. Like if you it's so it seats like 65 for a football game. And then you think you're going to put like, you know, maybe two or 3000 on the, on the field. You're talking about a lot of people at this thing. How many, know? but how many shows like demographically or geography, whatever, blah, 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 blah. like from Pittsburgh, like where else are they playing? Are they playing in Ohio yeah, or a, Philly um, or anything? Or is this yeah, like, it's, it's, they're playing in Philadelphia and I think they're playing in Detroit, but I don't think they're playing Ohio. Okay. So it's like, enough so this might be like a five hour radius yeah i'm sure they're kind of counting on people from cleveland going to the show and people from west virginia going to the show and things like that but it will be interesting to kind of watch it play out as a matter of fact i logged on to Ticketmaster the other day just this because you know you could like select your own seats now okay just to see what seats were left there was still like a decent amount i'm just like wondering like they kind of get in a little too like deep like maybe because tickets are outrageously expensive too, yeah. which is like shitty. But I just wonder how this is all going to play out, or if it will even happen. Like, yeah, it's either going to be really good or really bad. Now Axel's singing for ACDC. Like, this also it's also weird. Yeah. I don't know, and he's weird. 
he's weird. <laughs> like I was telling uh, my wife the other night that. So I don't know if you saw he broke his foot, no. but um, he's sitting in Dave Grohl's throne. Like he, oh, yeah. he's in the, the the throne that he had. And Axl Rose to me is a person that's weird enough that I could maybe see him being like. Well, I like having my foot broken, just being in this throne wheelchair. Like, I don't think I'm going to walk anymore. Like, <laughs> like, I think he's that type of weird person <laughs> that he'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm not going to do uh-huh. this anymore. But I don't know. I'm just curious. I like Guns N' Roses as much as the next guy that grew up in that era. But I just wonder. It's going to be more of a spectacle. Like, I want to see it. I hope that it's good. Me I'm too. probably not going to go to the show, but I hope that they you, kick ass. You shouldn't for a hundred dollars because like. <laughs> that's actually it's only it was only a hundred bucks. No, our seats are around a hundred bucks. That's yeah. actually cheaper than I was expecting you yeah. to tell me. But we don't have the best seats in the world either. The, the some of the seats in the pit are like twelve hundred dollars. Sure, oh, yeah. It's like, are you ki- who has this money? <laughs> who has twelve hundred dollars? I would never spend that for anything. I wouldn't pay my favorite band in the world twelve hundred dollars to play at my house. If it were the Beatles, if the Beatles were magically... You're talking about something impossible. Yeah, I know. I, I would pay $1,200. <laughs> yeah. So, the uh, when is the release date for The Loner, the new album? So, now records come out on Fridays. Yeah. I noticed that, weird. like, this past year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I read some sort of, like, Billboard magazine article on, like, why that is. Because um, I was like, why are we... Like I was gonna like try and schedule it. Out. You still don't understand any of this, but what? you're like, is our record coming out before the CD release show? Or <laughs> keeps <laughs> asking questions, yeah. and I was like, no, it's coming out on Friday because records come out on Fridays now. Mm-hmm. So it's coming out on Friday, June seventeenth, and the release show at Alter Bar is gonna be that same night. Um, Who's playing the release show with you? No support acts named yet. Because it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Scare me. It's so hard to find bands that pair with this. You know, yeah. um, we're talking about some cool things. I don't know if any of it will actually come to fruition. Like Josh and I have been from Drusky. Yeah, I've been talking about some that things. guy. Yeah, the man. He's so, dude. He's so good at his job. He's so good at every job. I always we I don't like, know if I've told him, but I'll go on record here saying that Josh Bakaitis is worth one hundred thousand dollars yearly salary at any company that anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't have to be in the concert industry. He's multi talented at everything. Yeah. Like he can make anything on the computer. He's good at design. He's good at web. Yeah. He's good at he's super good at concert promotion. Like I just think that guy can be good at anything. He's a genius. Yeah, he's pretty good. We've been all been friends with him forever. Yeah, but we, we're trying to think of all these kind of cool, creative things to do with this release show, people to pair, locals to pair. Your your name came up. That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it did come up though. Yeah, well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it came up last night. <laughs> um, yeah, we just it's a struggle, but yeah, no one no one named yet. Yeah, it, I understand. It's Still hard trying to f- fill that one out. You know, I'm I'm fucking when I did my album release show, it was nobody else is doing what I'm doing. So I was like, okay, well, kind of like in the same vein as you, it's like, who do I know that is really fun to hang out with and has is going to bring people that are also fun to hang right. out with? Mm-hmm. And that was how I booked my show. Right. It's getting people that like. I think any band can do well when they want to do well, but how do you get bands to want to do well with you when they're not your friend? 
Well, it yeah. sucks too because most of the bands that are our genre are the bands that also play every weekend. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, we don't want them to say, hey, yeah, we're going to bring a, a couple hundred people, but in the meantime, we're going to play three or four times before we play your show. It's just kind of like, yeah. that would not be good. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, so. Yeah, it's a challenge. This is your department. Yeah. Everyone always diverts <laughs> to me. It's not fun, but we'll figure something out. It would be cool. Um, like, it sucks to have to think about that because I'm like so confident in our band at this point as far as like our live show. I think we, I think we pull off what it is that we do, like whether you like it or not. Like we do it well at this point. Sure. So well that like we're we're so sound guy rock. Every time we play, sound guys come up and they're like. Dude, that was awesome. You know? we lo- sound guys love us. Yeah. yeah, sound guys, security guys. Uh, <laughs> actually, something that happened really... Our most recent... This band is the king of heart heartache. We always like get someone that's interested or wants to talk to the band or wants to take the band out, and then it just doesn't happen yeah. somehow. But We'll get all the way there, and then it's just like... Yeah, cliff, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. like... We've had some really cool things like almost happen. Um, and then we've had some really cool things do happen. Mm-hmm. But the, our most recent heart, heartache and why uh, it kind of like lends itself to the fact that we are a good live band at this point is we got this like 11th hour phone call to go open for the darkness, which is awesome for us because that's that's a band that does what we do with genuine energy and they're great at it and it's not like playing with like rib fest out eddie money yeah, you know, yeah which yeah. we do that sometimes too um but it was like well, yeah we're gonna play this real rock that's, show with people that are still interested in rock and roll yeah that's a great pairing pay attention to music yeah and so we we go down to the altar bar like the details are so thin because what happened was there this band that they was supporting them was coming with them over the border from canada and the band didn't have the proper work visas, so they were denied. So within a few hours of the show, we were called and be like, hey, do you guys want to play with the Darkness tonight? Of course we said yes, because we love that band. And um, so we get down to the show early, and they're doing like this meet and greet, and it's like they're really dragging their feet. And uh, we're just like all sitting there with like our gear kind of like in the pit, and there's like their fans that spent like, you know, additional monies mm-hmm. to be in for sound check and sign autographs and take pictures. They're doing all these things, these Q and A's and the band was actually being kind of weird to the fan base. And I was like, this is like just weird all around. So their tour manager comes over and he's like, you guys, they're doing a Q and A right now, but go load your gear on the stage behind them while they're answering, while questions, they're answering yeah. questions, but just be real quiet. I'm just like, oh man like all right and he's like once you guys are mic'd up and everything we're gonna get them off and you're gonna make noise it's like okay like so we like like quietly put our gear behind them as they answer these q a questions and then they finally get off and they go to take pictures and we start sound checking well we like played like maybe like a half of a song or whatever and the two brothers dan and justin like come over side stage and they're like being super giddy and they're like they at this point had already went downstairs yeah and they came back upstairs upstairs, and they were like i remember 
this guy who I think is really good. A, like a year prior, I saw them play at Stage E, and I was blown away by them. I was like, that band put on one of the best shows as being a casual fan of what they do. Put on one of the best shows I've seen. It's just like these are the Clydesdales of rock and roll. Like yeah. just destroying it. And like, there's no way anyone had a drink or anything. Like these guys were like physically fit, top of the game, ten out of ten. You know, just destroying it. And these guys came over to us at like Alter Bar and were like, that song was amazing. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, like, are you good. screwing with us? And they're like, no, like, that was amazing. Who are you? What do you do? Like, what is this band? And that's like always the dream, right? That the, that the, I remember being young and be like, I'm playing with, you know, this band tonight. I hope they acknowledge how good we are. Yeah. You know, and it never, ever it happens. never happened to me. It took me 38 years. To yeah. <laughs> and then this band came over that has like, you know, has had real success. And they're like telling us we're great. It's flattering. And like, oh, well, thank you. It's awesome. Nice to meet you. This is the deal. This is, We're from here. You know, all this stuff. And then we play our set and the guys are slowly trickling up throughout our set and kind of like head bobbing side stage. And I'm just like, this is really weird. So the, sh- the set ends and their tour manager comes over and he's like, dude, we love your band. And I'm just like, that's refreshing. Thank you. And he's like, we want to take you guys out on the rest of the tour because we don't have support and they're in Canada and they're not coming. We have a week left. We're playing like New York City. They're playing these amazing places. Yeah, Boston. Yeah, we're playing yeah. House of Blues in Boston. We're playing uh, like, I don't even know, Webster Hall in New York City or something like ridiculous. Yeah. Places you dream of playing. And this band that we all think is super awesome. And we're like, this is incredible. Long story short, like they play the next night. Like it was a, it was a live nation thing. So they had to get all this approval stuff going on and long story short, they play the next night with us. And then they, they play Monday night in New York city. And then they're like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday will be your days. So we're just kind of like waiting on the call and we like, we're ordering merch and like, dude, we are really like (laughs) getting ready. Business card. Yeah. Yeah. We are. (laughs) We had our business cards ready, (laughs) but, um, I don't know. What does that mean? Check us out. (laughs) Call me. Um, but no, we, we like went all in and I get the call from the manager and he's like, we're really sorry, but we're like a Monday night. Um, Courtney loves guitar players side project was out with us and management was like really into them. So despite the fact that we want to take you out, we're not going to because we're going to take Courtney loves. Yeah. Courtney loves bass players band. band. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. and, they, and they sound nothing like them. I mean, they couldn't have picked, I mean, not to talk ourselves up, but like they could have picked a better band to go out with them than us, I think. Well, I bet you yeah. Courtney loves bass players, management, or whoever. Probably yeah. there was some sort of like, tie. Uh, there, probably yeah. had a few figures to throw yeah. at getting them on the bill. We're just like, I just think that that hurt. Like I, I still like, I've talked myself out of because we've had that thing where it's come this far like every time like we we were talking to motorhead's manager for a while and it was such a real thing and he's like i'm gonna take your on you guys on and then it didn't happen and it's just like all these things always kind of get to that spot and then they don't happen and just when you think you're like i'm not gonna buy into that anymore i don't matter of fact i don't even care 
But then you're presented with the opportunity and it hurts just like the first time. And it's just like that darkness thing stung yeah. and it hurt. Yeah. It brought everyone down. It oh, I like, believe it. The best way Man. I can describe it is like when you rekindle like yourself with an ex-girlfriend and everything's like, oh man, this is, I missed this. This, this is going to be awesome. Really, really good. And then it just ends up in the same hole. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, man, you know. Yeah. This but, is uh, like another disappointment. Mm-hmm. But that's what this is. And there's a love for that too. Like, I think we all chase that like, whether it's some sort of feeling, right? That it's just like, Maybe maybe it will happen. Yeah, and it's it, at this it point, it's not you... that it's going to be like this is going to be a career, or this is going to be a salaried gig, or I'm going to pay a mortgage on this or whatever. But like that was going to be short term payoff, where it was like mm. I've been doing this for 16 years. We're going to play this week of awesome sold out shows with this band that crush, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it been great. and it just didn't happen. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the, a drug. The thing is that you know, at least you know that you're at that level. Where things like that could happen, even yeah. if it doesn't, but they ha- never do. Would you? <laughs> but I mean, would you be happier if that would have never happened? No, because it's a good story. Yeah, but no one wants to hear that story outside of this podcast. You know, like, what am I going to tell people at dinner? Like, I almost went on tour with a band that you don't know. <laughs> like, no one cares, but it's just like for you, it's so important. Aunt Carol, the darkness wanted to go on tour with us. <laughs> yeah. They oh, that's nice. They don't know. You know, yeah. no one knows. Even like I told, I told my parents, like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna be in New Jersey on Tuesday." So, like, I'm t- telling my parents this, and they're just like, "My dad's like, who?" I'm like, "The darkness. They're big." And he's like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought your dad of all of anybody. Would yeah, be. no, he, but it's just like after him. You know, they were like ironic. I think in 2004 when that song hit. Yeah, I'm like they were on a Super Bowl commercial. Do you remember the Super Bowl commercial last year? And he's like, No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no one knows what you know, and no one cares. You know, it's yeah. it's hard, but it's always a letdown. So with you know the new album, obviously, I'm guessing there's no plans to tour or anything like that. Just kind of put it out <laughs> and hope for the best. I guess. I think that I mean. Cause I mean, like, I know that your last two albums were released on like international labels and things like that. Yeah, and, you know, I guess nothing like super positive came from that, or maybe it did. I don't know. Is there anything we're it's leaving weird. out of the story? It's weird. Did you ever play any shows overseas? Try, or they just tried. Not in these bands. Clearview yeah. played overseas. Punchline played overseas. Well, the, the the weird thing about it was is when when this album, our last album, came out, we got signed to a label based out of Italy, and um. We were like, oh, this is awesome. We're going to get to go over there and tour. Every- Which was really weird, yeah. by the way. Yeah, it, <laughs> That came in from an email, by yeah, the way. It was a whole other story. But uh, we were thought, oh, like, we're going to go over there. So we talked to them. And they're like, well, they said it's hard to bring a band over here on their first album, maybe on the next album. And um, so, I mean, I, I think that, uh, I don't know. Is it safe to say that our new album won't be on that label? Yeah, yeah. Because um, there was a – you put that out in 2011 was the last one, right? I believe that's what I saw in the band well, camp. And then, and, yeah, they re-released. So the, 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 the label from Italy that came around re-released our first two records in kind of like a compilation – form of okay. like it was almost like a gene the world's greatest hits like the best but yeah. but you the the 
you wrote those songs in like yeah. 2010, 2011. Yeah, it was from so, 2009. So we're dealing 10, with like 11. like a close to like four or five year gap mm-hmm. here between your last album and this new one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think the U.S. release of the last one was 2011, and then here we are in 2016. Kinda, so it's been, it's been a little you kind of like wrote it out for a bit, trying to push the last one. Is what you're saying? Uh, I mean, it wasn't even necessarily that. I think what happened was is when we released our last album. We were all kind of doing the band full time where, you know, Drew had a carpet cleaning job. I, I had a pizza delivery job. <laughs> Nick, I don't even know what the hell Nick was doing. Nothing. Aaron, 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 <laughs> worked, Aaron worked at Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it was like we were doing it full time. But with this album. Um, Just got to this place where it's like. Yeah. we, we all, How long are you going to not move on? Yeah. You know, we all have nine to five jobs now. And uh, so I think that definitely helped prolong the writing process and um but as far as like what we're gonna do with it like i don't know i'm still showing it to people i'm so, i still show it to like industry folk and they still get excited about it but will it ever come to anything i don't know you know um, yeah it, it's it's hard the what people are excited and into versus what they can actually promote and oh, so many different times we've had people be like this is awesome, but there's nothing I can do with it. Yeah, right. You know, right, right. and like I respect that. You know, or I get it. You know, it's like I if, I, if it was me. my own business, I would be like, well, I mean, I could try and I could work with this band that's already established or whatever, and just take them off of somebody else as a manager or a booking agent yeah. or whatever, or try and build this band from Pittsburgh from nothing that no one knows that you know put out this record on this label in europe that you know well i think the funniest mediocre sales the funniest thing is what are you gonna do is like exactly like you said the funniest thing is we've had people tell us oh my god this is really 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 good we're like oh awesome and they're like but i just don't know what i can do with it we're like like those guys they don't care if they like if they don't think you're good they're not going to tell you that yeah they're not going to let you down chances are they're just not going to even respond right i mean but we've had several people say to us, like, dude, your last album, or on the last album, like, dude, this is so good, but I just don't know if I could do anything with it. And we're just like, Jesus, man. Like, there has to be somebody. No, I, 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 I relate 100% yeah, yeah. with my rap shit. It's, yeah. it's how it always is. It just doesn't, the demographic that it caters to yeah. is very, very small yeah. and just like, it's outdated, I guess. <laughs> we, I don't know. We actually had a, a label turn us down. Because they thought we were good, but at the time the economy was bad. <laughs> oh, it was actually actually victory. It was victory. Yeah, yeah. they're like, and he was just like, "This is really really good," but I the economy's so bad right now. I just don't think I. Can yeah, I I knew Tony from the Clearview thing, and I was like, "Hey, Clearview didn't do anything. This is way left of center for you, but maybe you'll like it." And I sent it to him. He's like, "I really like this." He's like, "I." would love to do something with it but he's like we're just in a weird place right now and he's like i can't take chances on bands like i used to so i can't do it man i need to sign bands that are going to sell t-shirts and hot topics yeah yeah Yeah, that's not us you know we're definitely much more of like a a long haul but yeah i mean as far as like the the plan it's almost as if like there's not one at this point and maybe that's that's kind of like anytime we've kind of had our eyes closed and just like cruising, that's when cool things have happened. Well, so, think, well, that's, I mean, you already established that you all have day jobs and you all have lives settled in Pittsburgh and you seem like happy people. Yeah. I'm hoping like, 
That's the but thing. It's always it's a, a dream. The right? idea, yeah, sure. <laughs> but I think like overall, the more important picture outside of you know our bullshit dreams that we still yeah. have is that is to be happy. Yeah, and just keep it fun. Like that's the one thing that seems like this Gene is the fun. werewolf has a lot of fun together. Yeah. You all get along and you enjoy doing it, and that's we why have, you're doing it. We have a blast. I mean, it's really like when we play, it's 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 really really fun and. To me, that's the most important thing. Like, I mean, there's a there's a fine line to when it actually stops being fun and then there's actually work. And we've done the work aspect of it. And don't get me wrong, there'd be nothing more that would make me happy than tomorrow to wake up to a phone call from Capitol Records. This is are they still label? We're gonna put it out. Without, you know, it's just like, but oh yeah, the reality of it is, is I mean, you just gotta do make do with what you have. And um, I tell these guys all the time, like. I think being at our age and you could attest to this and just doing it in any capacity is special and being proud of what it is that you do. But like when we play like, you know, sometimes we'll be backstage and like we goof off and mess around with each other and have some beers or whatever and just chat. And then like you'll, you'll kind of come to this realization five, 10 minutes before you're going on stage hey, there's a 600 people out there and this is going to be awesome. Yeah. So like we've gotten to this place where it's like, don't I, like we kind of like talk. I'm like, don't be nervous. Don't have reservations about what it is that we're doing. Like go out there and lose yourself and be cool with this situation that we're still getting a, you know, we're still able to do this. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Like I don't take any, any show at this point for granted. I'm 30 years old. I'm married. I've seen like the dreams come and go and come back and leave again. And it's just like to be able to go out with my friends and play music with a couple of beers in me on a Friday or Saturday night is so cool. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of people that don't get to do that, that don't have no, any sort ever. of creative output or they had it and they said, fuck it. Like this is too hard or right. they're being selfish. Like yeah. I, I don't, they're not getting what they want out of it. Right. right. As a kid, you dream about it and to get to do it. I remember like my goal as like a musician in the beginning was like, I hope I just play one show. <laughs> like I hope, that, I hope I get to play one time. Oh yeah. I my, played hundreds of times, thousands of times yeah. at this point, you know, my just, goal when I was 18 years old, my ultimate goal was to be able to play at the, uh, the local carnival. <laughs> Did, Did you ever, you ever get, to? get to do it? Never got to do it. <laughs> Dude. Never got to do it. We that need to reassess. the goal with the new album. <laughs> we need to reassess it. that this year. <laughs> Probably make it happen. Can we play the... What carnival do you want to play at? The Hills Carnival. Swanks. The Hills? Like, like the, the department, the department store? store? Yeah, the department store. Oh, fuck. Oh, we got to time travel. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make it happen for you if it was like your local municipality. I used to have, listen, I used to have dreams when I was a like, senior in high school. Like, if we could only play the Hills Carnival, <laughs> so many people would see us. And I used to call. Were there like, bands that played the Hills no. Carnival? So this is <laughs> you made this. You made this go up. I was like, this would be such a great idea. Why doesn't anyone think about it? But um, that was my all-time favorite. Mine was to play at American Music Cafe because uh, we grew up out that way. And I was like, I hope I play there one day. And then it was like, I hope I play Lago one day. And then it was like. I hope I could play Station Square Amphitheater one day. And, you know, mm. now it's an arena. That's like one of my bucket list things that just hasn't happened yet. You know, but I'm like, maybe, maybe somehow, some way I could weasel us on to something. 
We're bad at that. I mean, I still chase stuff like that. Judas Priest played Peterson last year. I tried really hard <laughs> to get on the bill. Everyone I knew, you know, and it's just like it's just well, the most people we actually ever played in front of as a whole actually happened this past summer. We opened up for Blue Oyster Cult and one of the South Park concert series. Yeah, there was ten thousand people there. Yeah, it was I mean, stupid. That was not. That's not an exaggerated number. We actually played in front of ten thousand people, and it was fucking awesome. And so to this day, you know, it took us that long. To and it was a mis- it was almost like a silly mistake yeah, that we ended up so on the bill. It made no sense. It was it was kind of weird. I didn't know what to do. The 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 promoter who's a, it was an Allegheny County guy, Bill Deasy from the Gathering Field. He um he came up. He's a really nice, soft spoken guy. He came over to me and he's like, like thanks for playing the show. I was like, yeah. I was like that was amazing and uh like so many people here and uh he goes yeah i'm i'm pretty uncomfortable right now he's like we have like six county cops here and ten thousand people if anything goes wrong (laughs) it's gonna be a disaster he's like i never thought this many people would come this it was free you know so like that's what'll do it yeah ten thousand people see blues to call for free they're there it was unreal like I walked my wife back to her car and it, it, it was, she parked a mile away from the stage and like that's how many cars were there. It was crazy. But yeah, it did take that long to play a show that it was, big. It was crazy. Yeah. You ever notice, uh, have people like come out to, uh, you don't play very many shows from what you were saying, but yeah. there's this people that'll come out to a show and catch you at a bigger show and they think that they're all like <laughs> oh, yeah. that. Yeah, sure. Dude, <laughs> we get that. And, or people hear us on the radio and be like, I can't believe I saw you so intimately tonight at the club cafe. It's like <laughs> neither neither can I because they're always. I mean, this was <laughs> this was really something special yeah, you caught yeah, you here. It's always at arenas. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I've ever told you the story. The one time I had to go and pay my water bill down at the local authority, and I was I was paying I was playing my wa- I was paying my water bill, and the lady was sitting there and she had on DVE, and I said uh, I said do you listen to DVE all the time? She goes, oh, all the time. She goes, I have it on every day. I never miss it. I said, did you ever hear that song called I Only Want to Rock and Roll? And she goes, by who, Gene the Werewolf? And I said, yeah. She goes, oh, I love that song. And I said, that's me. <laughs> and she goes, what do you mean it's you? I said, that's my band. She goes, you're in Gene the Werewolf. I said, yeah, I'm Gene. <laughs> and she goes, oh my God. She goes, I almost feel like not charging you for your water bill. I was like, well, that's fine if you want it, but... She, what was, I paid my water bill and then she made me sign the stub. So nice. <laughs> it was it was embarrassing, but uh, but it's just like really weird, random shit like that that like the radio does for you. Like you know, everyone's under the impression it's like you're on the radio, you made it. But realistically, it's just kind of like another. It's a cool factor, you know what I mean? Uh huh. But uh, yeah, that that's always one of the memories that sticks in my mind about that. <laughs> that's really fucking funny. It's a it's I am. Like you said, I'm really. I would never be able to do that. Be mm. like, hey, like, do you listen to DV? Like, this is my band. Yeah, I'm so bad at doing shit yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, and yeah. like, I feel like that might be a reason why, like, a problem right. in some aspects because right. I've been in social situations, uh-huh. and people are like, hey, what's up? Like, I'm like, hey, I'm Brian. Nice to meet you. Hey, blah 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 blah. People are doing their thing, and then somebody's like, hey, Sykes, and then you see somebody looking around, like, oh, you're Sykes. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like, but I'm not gonna like introduce myself to somebody yeah, at a party right. as like. Like, you know, I'm sure you're not like, hey, I'm Gene the werewolf right, when you right. meet people. <laughs> he but gets it a lot, though. 
I do get it yeah. a lot. Yeah. I never do. Never. <laughs> Ever. I, was the, I was at the casino once playing craps. And at the. Uh... <laughs> do you know where I was smoking a cigarette and playing craps at the rivers? <laughs> I was at the rivers playing craps. And some dude taps me on the shoulder and he goes, are you fucking Gene the Werewolf? <laughs> and, I said, and, and I was with Johnny at Scottish and, he, and Johnny was like, oh, I was like, yeah, it's me. He goes, he goes, what the hell are you doing here? I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I live around here. Bodyguard. Yeah. Get him out of here. <laughs> and he and his girlfriend wanted to take a picture with me. I was like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, but never. Gene the Werewolf was playing craps at the casino. <laughs> that would never happen to me. I, the uh, This came up the other night. I think we looked at your picture and you said that the the girl that served you a brat at uh, PNC Park. Oh, uh, we were laying in Pachos, bed. Yeah. yeah, we were laying in bed the other night, and, and uh, we, me and my wife were laughing at a picture of John. Uh, he posted and he said the Nacho girl like hooked him up or whatever at PNC Park. <laughs> she knew she knew Gene the werewolf, yeah. Yeah. and uh, my wife said, "Has anyone ever recognized you for being in a band?" <laughs> and uh, I I sat and I thought and I thought and I thought I, I was like no that has never happened I've been playing in bands for 16 yeah. years never Clearview no one ever cared Gene no one ever cared I've just never been the yeah. guy so funny yeah. yeah dude I was at the Smiling weird, Moose though. one time uh, and I just like checked into the Smiling Moose on Facebook and then somebody commented like that I guess I'm just friends with on Facebook was like. Me and my sister at the Rex Theater for a show. We're never in Pittsburgh. Will you please come down here and take a picture with us? Oh, really? And I was like, yes. Okay. <laughs> Only if you're hot. It yeah. was so weird. But there was, it was like it was like a 17, 15-year-old yeah, yeah. girl. It was yeah. so weird. And just like. Never happened to me. It yeah. never will. And that's the only time anything like that ever happened yeah. to me. It was so like, okay. See, I was like by myself eating a sandwich and drinking a beer. Like, like it or not. It's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking. It's <laughs> yeah, fucking it's cool. Flattering. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. But it's it also kind of embarrassing too because it's kind of like it, when you're in a normal situation, like everyone thinks, "Oh well, you, he's in a band. He must be like never seen or anything." And then when they see you like, like uh, walking down the streets of like South Side, <laughs> or like in <laughs> in like Subway eating yeah, an awful right. sandwich, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh. and then you're just like oh, playing craps. <laughs> Yeah, playing craps at the casino. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, the cool thing about it, though, is that with internet culture, mm. it's real easy to like put everything into yeah. numbers and weird bullshit things. Mm. But there are people that do know who you are and what you do, yeah, and right. you don't even realize it. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. there's so, like, whatever, like, your downloads online are, or the people that come to your shows, regardless, there's always more people that know who you are. And you have no idea. Right, exactly. The, the exactly. number's always bigger. Yeah. It is really funny how that works. That's awesome, though. We, we should probably wrap up in a, yeah. in a moment here. Yeah. He's going to go take a pee. I'm announcing <laughs> it. Anything you want to close on? When's that show again? Uh, Friday, June 17th. Friday, June 17th with the, no other bands. With no other bands currently. As of yet. <laughs> <laughs> the, the loner uh, will envelop itself with no other supporting acts. That would be kind of that'd be punny, right? The, the other night, uh, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> I never even thought of it like that. The other night when we were like, we don't like practice, but like we like we like got together and just like played acoustically, yeah, just like to like learn these songs with everybody, and uh, 
we were like saying like I just won't whatever we just won't have anybody support us we'll just do it ourselves like an evening with <laughs> and we're like, we could we could do like an hour's worth Who of material are you, like, <laughs> fucking John Carpenter <laughs> yeah fog hat like I don't know. <laughs> yeah it's just I don't, I don't know who it's gonna be like with, dream but. theater and play like a three and a half hour long set <laughs> we couldn't if we could we would but I yeah. at the best I I saw Rammstein in Ohio Duhast and uh. <laughs> Their opening act was a DJ that just played remixes of Rammstein songs. That's incredible. It was so arrogant and perfect. That's I loved incredible. It. Incredible. But it was cool because it got you kind of hyped, you know? Because yeah. he would just like play like every like like, and they weren't even like full songs. He just did like a like a like a forty five minute mashup with like all the like hooks from stuff. Just <laughs> be like, awesome. get you really if we pumped. We just did that prior. <laughs> <laughs> Here, just listen to our record, and we're gonna come out and play it for real. Uh, when yeah, when get it's familiar over. with it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I can't think of a, a time where I saw someone that had an opener like that. That's really weird. But it'll probably be a two band, two uh, two other bands and us. I feel like the days of like four or five bands. That's over, right? Fuck that. Yeah, I love when I play a show, and I know there's only two or three other bands on it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. like. There's a part of me that misses like, oh, we got to get to the fucking fire yeah. hall at 11 o'clock because yeah, yeah. load ends at noon right. and there's fucking 12 bands playing. Right. But that's I miss over. that. But like, I, I can't do that anymore. Pop punk still does it. Oh, yeah. But but uh, I mean, I think that that's something that caters more to kids that have nothing else better to do on the weekend. It's right. like Saturday is my like day off. Right. Yeah. So I kind of like want to do some other shit. Like, yeah, I feel like people that come see us or you or anybody who's like. You know, an, like a, a person that works a job, they're like, well, I'm going to come and hopefully the show doesn't start till eight because yeah. <laughs> me and my wife or girlfriend or friends are going to go eat dinner before at this restaurant that we want to go to. <laughs> and then like we're going to get a drink here and then we're going to come. You know, it's uh-huh. just like no one wants to sit through like three or four bands prior to seeing us at this point. But which is like. A shame and also very understandable. Yeah. Because I, mean, I don't want to see that. Like, if I go see a band at this point, I go see, like, I like getting there when direct support goes on and getting a few drinks and then feeling, like, right. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it's, like, nothing against some... Actually, I, won't, I was going to name drop venues, but I won't. But it's, like, <laughs> I could go to this venue and drink there and watch some music I don't like. Mm. Or... There's a bar five minutes right. down the street where all right. the drinks are half the price. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be a lot quieter. Right. So I'm just going to go drink there and that's wait what until the shit that I want to see goes yeah, on. That's yeah. what happens. But like if I think if you do like a, a three band bill, then kind of everyone gets a look because like the show doesn't start till eight or nine. And then like it's three bands and it's all good stuff. And yeah, you know, people are there for hit that. it and quit it. Yeah. If there's too many bands, it gets a little bit like. But uh, anyways, let's wrap it up. Yeah, man. What do we keep know. you for like two hours? No, I don't think it's been that long. <laughs> this is longer than usual. This has been a long podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're an hour and a half. I didn't think it was going to be that long. Yeah. Wow. You're going to have to cut out our BS. That's OK. Yeah. Hey, it was good. It, you know, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank I'm you for glad. having us. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, hey, it was yeah. a good time. Yeah. The album's great. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Um, I guess this. Will, I don't know. Should we release this before? Or after, or around the same time, maybe the week of. Yeah, that would be awesome. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. week pick, of. Pick up that social media pace. 
Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a whole nother conversation. It is. Yeah. It's one thing to have music that's geared towards older people or like, you know, an older demographic, yeah. but then factor in social media right. in older demographic. Oh my God. Yeah, like, impossible. Yeah. I can't wait to make my cheesy promotion video for the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be in front of a green screen. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you. Good seeing you. Thanks Good for meeting us, you. Thank you so much. And now I'm going to say goodbye, and we're still going to probably sit here and talk. Cool. Sweet. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Drew and John or Gene, whatever, are rad guys. Awesome band. Again, don't forget that the release show for the loner is this friday june 17th 2016 at altar bar with millie and walk me doors are at seven show at eight 12 in advance 15 at the door all ages everyone who goes gets a free copy of the cd don't miss it i'll be there you can catch me hanging out and yeah that's all i have to say about that I'll be back again next week with another new episode. Same time, same place, same channel. You know the drill. My name is Sykes. Start the beat. 2016. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.